Classic hip hop shit. Dr. DRE, Rose and Jay. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row at the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. And it is what it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. It's your unfriendly neighborhood podcast providing you news, politics, and opinions with a uh, hip-hop flair to it. I'm your gracious host, T-Serve. So, welcome back, everyone. I want to introduce you guys to uh, my two very distinguished co-hosts. Let's start off with um, White Moderate Rob, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you, studio audience. Thank you, studio audience. Pay no mind to the childish name, Colin. No, that's not really name calling. It's just accurate representation. What's going on, White <laughs> Moderate Rob? Uh, just chilling, man. Yeah, yeah, trying to relax, man. Had a had a long work week. How you uh, how you feeling now? Is your uh, is uh, is your uh, cold already uh, gone? Everything? Uh, still coughing a little bit, man. But I'm like 98, percent you know, uh, which is like for regular man, it's like 115. <laughs> percent Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> This guy. Oh well, <laughs> we definitely don't. For the regular you. mortal man, it's like. Oh, you know. Okay, all right. <laughs> let's move on to uh, someone with uh, some sense in here. So, yep. Uh, let's move on to uh, your favorite mass souls, T Black, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, good people? What's going on, T Black? Ain't nothing, man. Just chilling, chilly, chill. Yeah. Yeah, man. How's your How's your guys' weekend going? You guys doing anything special? Nah, I'm chilling this weekend, man. I'm taking it easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah man. man. You know, <laughs> for real. I've been on my little tour of uh, uh, what do they call it? What do you call it? What's that? Insultingly call it my um, middle age oh, your, crisis. Your midlife oh, crisis. crisis. Midlife. Okay. Yeah, midlife celebration slash crisis. I call it a celebration. I'm gonna okay. have to. I'm gonna have to change it to a midlife uh, get together. Okay. Um, All right. All right. How's that? How's that crisis going uh, for you? I can't uh, try to go hard, man, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hang anymore. Can't hang anymore, man. Mm, yeah, that's right. The, re- the recovery is not there. You know, like, nigga, you ain't move, you ain't Wolverine. You, I mean, yeah, you like old, you old man Logan now. I mean, you go hard, but the recovery just is not there. Nah, 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 nah. Hell no. I mean, once you hit like, shit, I want to say like mid thirties, then that's when your recovery like really just like fucking yeah. goes over a cliff. It's honestly. like an athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. Not athletes. They can still, they still have the skills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no, if the if the There's, game was like ten minutes long, they could ball. They just have to spend a little more time in the in the uh, in the ice uh, ice in the ice bath. Yeah. Spend a little, little more time uh, in the massage, getting massages and getting ready and and recuperating from the game. Yeah. Get more rest. Mm-hmm. You know, can't play as many minutes. Exactly. Like, it, it, it is what it is. You have to manage you manage your minutes like Popovich. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's the mind and the body disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mind it, tells you, yeah, go hard, go hard. <laughs> go hard, homie. Yeah, go hard. Hey, but, the, um, the mind is willing. The body's saying no. Yep. <laughs> Pump your brakes, no. homie. Just <laughs> no. Slow down. Hey, ease up, ease up, homie. Ease up. <laughs> That's what the body says. Basically. Basically. So you guys uh, ready to get these mathematics? Let's do yeah. it. It's mathematics. Mighty most depth. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a 
That's right, Simple Mathematics, where we talk about the uh, news and events going on around the country and around the world. So, um, first off, let's talk about um, uh, the uh, Saudi journalist disappearing. So, uh, on uh, October 2nd, um, Jamal uh, Ka, uh, Khashoggi, uh, he entered the uh, Saudi Arabian consulate in Istanbul to obtain documents related to his marriage. Uh, he never left the building and was subsequently de declared a missing person. Uh, anonymous uh, Turkish police sources have uh, alleged that he was murdered and dismembered inside the consulate. Uh, the Saudi Arabian government claimed at one point that uh, he left the consulate alive through a rear entrance, but the Turkish police said that uh, no uh, closed captioning TV recorded him exiting the consulate. On uh, October 15th, an inspection of the consulate, uh, both by uh, Saudi Arabian followed by Turkish officials, took place. Uh, Turkish officials uh, found evidence of tampering during the inspection and, that, and evidence that supported the belief that uh, Khashoggi was killed. Um, and then just yesterday, um, the Saudi Arabian government uh, admitted that uh, he was killed um, during a, a fist fight inside the, uh, inside the consulate, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. So he's okay. a Washington Post uh, journalist mm -hmm. who, was, um, who basically was serving a self-exile, essentially, because he was very critical of uh, the Saudi Arabian government and, uh, the, um, and the royals uh, there. Uh, so this will happen to him. What do you guys think? This is some... Bullshit, man. For real, man. Yeah, even y'all saw the bullshit press conference they gave. <laughs> they gave in terms of what happened to the guy, man. No, I read about it. I didn't see. Oh, you read about it? Yeah, I saw the video. It, <laughs> any anybody who's good at um, public relations would have smelled. Yeah, you're lying. It's it, it was, it's bullshit. They but killed that man. The thing is, you like know? they even the what the the audacity to kill um, an American journalist. Um, he was a, you know, because he was a uh, permanent resident. He was, you know, he might not have been official citizen, but he was a permanent resident of the United States. And in Virginia. In, lives in Virginia, has an American kids, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, is a writer for one of the most prestigious newspapers in the country. Mm -hmm. Who would have the balls to kill an American, you know, journalist? You know, mm -hmm. even the mob. And the, and, the, and the drug cartels, mm -hmm. they stay away from kill, killing Americans mm -hmm. because they know if you kill an American, you're going to have, it's going to be repercussions. You know, this guy was under our protection and the disrespect towards Trump, or maybe they knew, maybe they worked it out together. But I think like the fact that they knew that Trump was going to come in, in for their, on their defense, right? Mm -hmm. And he did. Like Trump was like, maybe some rogue actors. Before the, the truth even came out, mm -hmm. he was in full defense of these guys because he's been making money with the Saudis since the '90s. They purchased his yacht, uh, they bailed out his hotel, the Trump Plaza Hotel. They put three hundred million dollars in there. Mm -hmm. They've been buying units at the Trump Tower. Who knows what else? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're gonna find out that currently they gave, they've been giving Trump or his family money. I think that's gonna come out sooner or later. Um, and that's why they felt comfortable doing that, man. Can you imagine if he was? Can you imagine how angry they would be if it was Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the Saudi Arabians just had the balls just to kill a journalist on her watch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean that that's what it is. We have a president that lets people get away with shit because they give him money or have given him money in the past, and they're trying us. But the, the, to me, the most repulsive thing about this is that um, uh, Donald Trump was basically like. Even if they did it, we're not going to do anything about it. 
You know what I mean? He said that, I mean, that we were supposed to have like a hundred plus billion dollar arms deal with Saudi Arabian exactly. government. Right. And he doesn't want to, even if, even if the Saudi government did this, he doesn't want to like pull the deal. Right. So, I mean, because he says, oh, there's billions of dollars. They're going to go somewhere else and get, and get these same arms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't but even we, think he cares about a hundred million billion dollars. Which, by the way, they said it's not even a hundred billion. It's him exaggerating. But mm-hmm. if he was American, the money that's coming to America in other people's pockets, I don't think he would care. I just think there's some personal shit going on between Saudi Arabia and Donald Trump and his family. Well, I mean, that's you know, as far as arms dealings, that's been going on for I don't know decades. We've been, you know, the Saudis have been. You know the U.S. ally for a long time. I mm-hmm. mean, this goes stretches back to the what the '80s, you know, even before that. Before like, that, yeah, been, yeah. So it's oh. been going on for a long time, and um, yeah. So they probably, but you, you know, to your point, Rob, they did. They felt very comfortable pulling the trigger on some shit like this now, you know, because hey, what's Trump gonna do? He's gonna defend anyone he makes money with because you know he's all about the dollar, right? He doesn't give a fuck about policy. He don't give a shit about rights. He doesn't give a shit about the optics of how something like that would look and how that could be an act of war. He don't give a fuck about that. His attitude is, yo, does it make money? You know, do, did they come from a shithole country? Is it a shithole country doing it? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck it though. We're gonna rock on and just keep the, you know the business dealings the way they are. So yeah, Trump man, he, you know he's a fuck boy. I right? he's you know he's a fuck boy. He's gonna you know things like this will happen again, right? Yeah. If it, so you get and, ready and stay and stay prepared. <laughs> yeah, and you know they're, gonna, they're probably gonna give Saudi Arabia an out with this silly explanation mm-hmm. instead of coming up. You know, instead of punishing Saudi Arabia, you're gonna see. Israel and Israel supporters mm-hmm. come right. in on the defense of Saudi Arabia well, the, because the, they have to. They're, they're, they're allies against Iran. Well, there are a bunch of like, uh, there are several like uh, um, conservative uh, commentators who already come out in defense of uh, Saudi of Saudi Arabia saying that, oh, you know, the, that basically the journalists had it coming, basically. Shit like that. It's, it's, it's shameful, man. It, I mean. It's really, it's really, it's really, really disgusting. It is it's dis- disgusting. I mean, look, man. I don't, when we say like uh, the press, the fundamental, is a fundamental part of the United States of America, a fundamental part of the Constitution. It's not just words, you know what I mean? If we don't have a free press, we don't have a free society. And democracy, right. We don't, you know? And if we allow someone, uh, a foreign government to kill an American journalist, because he criticized them. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we, what are we doing as a country? You know, but, mm-hmm. are they going to listen to this podcast and the next time that we're overseas? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. This might be the last episode of uh, <laughs> yeah, the know, podcast. Right? Yeah. So I mean, like yeah, people about. have to understand the gravity of this because it's unprecedented that a country would attempt to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But because it didn't happen on our soil, I, I think that's why people aren't really paying attention. I think if it happened in the U.S., it would people would gravitate more to this story and, and really get more concerned. But in the U.S., man, from what my my observation and my personal opinion, people don't get concerned because it happened in Turkey, and because it happened in Turkey, people are just kind of like, and hey, whatever. But you're right; it, there are ramifications, and really, just Pete, what you know, Trump's doing. He's really trying to run a government similar to Putin. Do not criticize me. The one thing about Donald Trump we see, whenever he's criticized, right, that's when you see him at his weakest moments. That's when you see him going on the, the defensive and really getting combative and confrontational. Mm-hmm. 
And that's yeah. what he's he's really, really pushing for that type of country and that type of um, policy where you cannot criticize leadership and really stifle in the press. Yeah, not only that, but he's also fostered a, a, a culture of you know the fake press or whatever. We hate the press. I mean, he's he's talked he's talked violence. He said violence at like rallies about about press and whatnot. You know, knock crap out of them, whatever. All all kind of he said all kind of shit against the press and you know. Um, right. So yeah, he's fostered this, this this type of environment. So it's not surprising to me that you know given. Uh, the relations that he has, number one. Number two, the fact that he doesn't like the press, specifically the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Number right. th- number three, number three, um, you have like hundreds of billions of dollars on the line as far as arms deals with, you know, if it's Saudi Arabia, whereas, you know, he, he's justifying it because of that, whereas, you know, if it was like Iran, then he wouldn't be justifying it then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it, 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 this is like, this is like a, a no-brainer for me as far as like what, the corruption and uh, just the, the fuck shit that, that, that Donald Trump will, will be up to as yeah. far as that's concerned. I mean, concerned. just yesterday, he was in a, uh, a rally, and he was bigging up. Remember, the, the, it was a congressman who body slammed a reporter. Mm-hmm. His reporter asked him questions. He was about bigging him up and, you know, saying, yeah, if you could body slam a reporter, you you know, I look, I like that kind of guy. So, <laughs> it's, I mean, this is after the shit that happened in Turkey. So, I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's just disgust, man. But also, also what what just happened is that um the Saudi Arabian government just arrested they they fired like five top officials they arrested like eighteen um Saudis um mm-hmm. for you know basically basically the hit squad that yeah. that came in to, to assassinate them dismembered them or whatever took away the body that kind of thing so mm-hmm. I, I I very this is all obviously just like spin and just like trying to like you know put a put a nice face act like you know they're actually doing something about it but obviously. We know that they're not going to really do anything about it. I mean, they, they could say something, but I mean, there's no there's no checks and balances as far as you know what the Saudi government is actually going to do. But this is really just to kind of quell the uh, the, all, all the uh, the pushback that they're getting on a global scale. Um, because I mean, you you've got like people like uh, not going to their conferences, mm-hmm. divesting from their from yeah. their funds, that kind of thing. So this is MBS covering his ass. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a young dude. Feeling himself, thought he had Trump and Kushner in his pocket, and now he sold out all those goons that work for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that he, th- he thought he could get away with it, and there's a lot of instability. Let's see how long, you know, kind of. If he keeps moving like this, man, he's he might not end up being the king. You know, there's a lot of instability in uh, Saudi Arabia as it is. Yeah, it's, it's very controversial anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens as far as like you know um, what what actually um, any kind of um, any kind of uh, actual ramifications happen. But I doubt that anything anything substantial will happen. So we'll see in the future. So next up, we have uh, voter suppression. So uh, recently, dozens of black senior citizens in rural Georgia were ordered off of a bus bound for the polls after county officials said. Uh, the event constituted uh, a prohibited political activity. Uh, Jefferson County clerk reportedly told staff members from the Leisure Center in Louisville on Monday, uh, the first day of in-person early voting in Georgia, that roughly 40 black people couldn't take part in the trip after receiving a complaint from an unnamed caller. Uh, The uh, AJC on uh, Tuesday reported that a Jefferson County clerk said officials considered the bus tour quote-unquote political activity. Which is which is barred at uh, county-sponsored events. Uh, the senior center is a county-run facility. 
Uh, Georgia is home to one of the most contentious gubernatorial races in the country. Uh, accusations of uh, voter suppression have swirled as Democrats Stacey Abrams, Georgia's first black female nominee for governor, faces off against the state's Republican Secretary of State, Brian Kemp. What do you guys think about this? Man, they are pulling all the stops. To uh, they're trying to throw. And they're trying to throw anything they can in front of this system, man, to keep mm-hmm. up from becoming first the first female, female, the first black first female governor in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to remember this is still the heart of the, the heart of Dixie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there are a lot of people who can't stomach the idea of having a black female governor. Right. They think it's their birthright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. To them, they're supposed to they're supposed to be the leaders, especially in a in a you know a state in the South, and yeah. that's my home state, so I know it well. It's always is Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, and then there's the rest of the state. Georgia. They can they could not be yeah they could not be more different, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's that you know that that push and pull between the two, but you know and, and you see what they're doing um, there. I, I, they try to kick fifty thousand people off the voting um, voter rolls because the, the her opponent mostly black people. Yeah, her opponent is actually the the secretary of state. Mm-hmm. Secretary of state is is responsible for votes yep. for voting. Yep. So they try to kick off fifty thousand people because they say um, if your name on the on the on the reg, uh, voter registration is different from like let's say your driver's license. I say there's a hyphen, mm-hmm. you know, instead of J A Y dash Z, it's J A Y Z, right? H O V, something like that. They will throw you off mm-hmm. and let not let you vote. Mm-hmm. Then there was some other shenanigans going on in uh, Gwinnett County, where they've they've been very nitpicking of uh, the registration. So if you're missing a piece of information, like your zip code or something, mm-hmm. they kick you out. And this is affecting black and Latino voters, mostly black. Um, but, you know, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's something that we've seen them do time and time. Uh, you know, they said, you know, in the past, the only way they could enforce Jim Crow is to make sure that black people didn't have a vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the gutting of the Voting Rights Act by um, the Supreme Court, it just gave them a lot of leeway to fuck around and engage in a lot of fuckery to try to keep people from voting. Um, so, you know, it's just, <laughs> these guys, they will do whatever they can, man. Like, they have no sense of decency. Um, and I think that's the only way they win. Like, if, right. if there's a higher voter turnout, they lose, and they know that. So they try their best to keep people from voting. But, you know, it's not just Georgia. This is happening all over Florida. Um, so everywhere, anywhere there's a you know a contention. Um, it's happening in Ohio, Ohio, yeah, yeah. Say Midwest as well. It's right? just happening Wisconsin. everywhere, man. So mm-hmm. all I did, you know, I just text people, you know, whose contacts I had, and I said, you know, check your re- check your voter registration. You should mm-hmm. always check your voter registration like in the summer before the election, okay. just so you make sure there's no fuckery. <laughs> You're registered to vote, and you're good to go. And and if they if they refuse to allow you to uh, vote, then ask for a provisional ballot. Exactly. Make make sure make sure you do that because uh, you you absolutely have a right to a provisional ballot if they don't if they don't do that. Go ahead, T. 
No, no, definitely, man. I'm just going to echo, you know, what Rob is saying. Um, you know, this is really a tactic. If, you know, people, if you get a chance, man, check this book out called White Rage, The Unspoken Truth of Our Racial Divide by Carol Anderson. And it talks about, you know, I know we have our drop black rage, but, <laughs> and you know, and you know us, we, we do go ape shit. <laughs> shit don't go our way <laughs> for black people. We'll burn some shit down, fuck some shit up. Well, some of us will, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I would. <laughs> um, but white rage is pretty interesting. You notice they don't, you know, get upset in ways where they're ready to wild out and fuck shit up. Their way of fucking shit up is through the ballot box and, and using the pen, the stroke of the pen. And that's how what they do. And this is, you know, definitely been going on, as, you know, Rob mentioned. And if you check it out and read your history, since, you know, the, since um slavery was abolished in the era, you know, once Jim Crow and the Reconstruction era took mm-hmm. place. So this is basically what they do. You know, they come up with these voter suppression laws. And it's the one, if you think about it, it's that one tactic, among others, but the one noticeable tactic they continuously pull right in order to make sure that they control and stay in power and we're talking about those white conservatives and no matter what party lines you know because let's keep it real as we see the republican parties now that party that we all can't stand remember blacks voted republican up until um lbj right so we'll keep that in mind you know um yeah, it's just one of those things where you have. This is a time when I know people have heard us say this in this podcast: stay woke. Yeah, you gotta stay woke. And when you're woke, make sure that you act because they will be pulling out all the stops in this midterms. They know they're under pressure. The Republican Party, Tea Party, conservatives, whatever the fuck we want to call them, they know the enemy. <laughs> they know that they're under pressure. And if we don't stay woke and stay aware of voter suppression, gerrymandering, redistrict, you know, redistricting and all this shit where they, you know, fucking with people just because of little, you know, nuances like hyphening your name and your zip code or some crazy shit. Yeah, they will. They'll prevail. You know, so definitely it's one of those things. Like I said, I'm not going to belabor the point, but check it out. White Rage by Carol Anderson. It, it breaks all of this down. And yeah, it's, it's no secret at all. all right. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, this is an example of uh, how uh, local local elections are important because um, uh, the voting, the, vo- the voting is actually controlled by like your state and local representatives. I mean, they, they create the rules as far and they decide, you know, where the polls are, when, when they're open, how, oh, how, how you, ha- if you have access to early voting, mm-hmm. the, all the, all those types of things that, that they were trying to restrict. I mean, so like after 2008, then they started, um, they started restricting a lot of the early voting. So it used to be like you could vote like three weeks before the before elections. They restricted to like one week. They right. they they would move. They would close down a lot of the polls that would be in the urban locations and put them somewhere else mm-hmm. that were that weren't accessible to uh, to black people. They'd be like out in like more more suburban or more rural areas uh, that where that uh, people, where people wouldn't have access to public transportation to get there. Just a white part of town. Yeah, they'll, they'll be that that. You know, mm-hmm. in your oh, face about that brazen, yeah, they're brazen and yeah. bold. Yeah, no yeah, they'll they'll close a, a polling station in black, like they, they, it was a small county in Georgia, mm-hmm. right? So it's not a big place, but you have your black side of town and your white side of town. Mm-hmm. They closed the polling place in the black part of town, and only so the only option they had was the the polling place in the white part of town. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Which is way across. It's far. Yep. Yeah, it's far. There's exactly. no public transportation yeah. in these areas. And cops oh, everywhere. Right. How yeah. So that's like, you know, without the tax, but it's the poll tax all over again, just in a different way. And just more brazen and bold and shutting shit down. But this has been going on, man. I mean, they did it in the 60s with the poll tax. It's the same shit. Sunday voting. Anything that they saw that was more participation from black voters, Mm -hmm. they shut it down. So early voting, 
Sunday voting, mm-hmm. um, voter IDs. Mm-hmm. I mean, ID, yeah, voter ID laws. Mm-hmm. So all of it is designed to curb black participation in elections. And to and to and to touch on voter ID laws, like in, in Texas, you can you can you can vote with a um, a uh, concealed carry permit, but you can't vote with a student ID. <laughs> so that 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 just shows you exactly what what they're trying to do. Oh, shit, and and and, and, then, and people who are so-called quote-unquote patriots this is what you're standing up for they don't want people to they've never wanted people to vote man even going back to the founding of this nation voting was restricted to land only white males Mm -hmm. um Mm, you know and voting and the fact is there's no people don't cheat when it comes to voting Mm -hmm. you can go to jail for five years or a ten thousand dollar uh fine yep so there's no incentive for you to do it for what Mm-hmm. And we, you know, exactly. and they, they saw like they 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 looked at all the all the I think it was over a period of time I forgot what it was but there was a billion votes mm-hmm. right all over the country. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many, how many cases of fraud they found? How many? Like ten. <laughs> ten mm-hmm. <laughs> out of a billion votes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there is no problem. Were, so were, they, were they all Russian? <laughs> <laughs> Was <laughs> it all Dem- Dimitri and Boris? I know, right. all the, all the names? Well, you know what's funny too, man. And when you look at other, <laughs> in other parts of the world, they they give people the day off to vote. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. you can just tell it's the fuck shit. And this is what I don't understand. Like people don't take the time, especially conservatives. They don't take the time to really look at what is it that you're really trying to conserve. Hmm. Wait, we just alluded to that, right? Oh, blacks not getting any rights. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. Conservative, conserve, got it. Okay. Yeah. So maintain things as they were. Exactly. Maintain the status quo. I mean, that's that's definition of yeah. and them at the bottom. That's the definition of conservatism. So exactly, yeah. right? Keep shit, keep shit the same way. Yep. Just have to, just have to simplify it for those out there. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the, all those black people that, that always talk about voting doesn't matter and blah blah blah, they need to shut the fuck up because nope. if people are going this far to keep you from voting, obviously your votes, your vote matters. So. I don't care. Do a writing. Write yourself in. You know, mm-hmm. just vote. Yeah. People yeah. die for this shit. Oh, Speaking of uh, black voting, um, so Trump recently said at a rally that uh, tr- uh, black voters need to honor Republicans with their votes. So uh, he was uh, praising a wildly racist uh, Robert E. Lee at a rally in Ohio. And he demanded that uh, blacks vote for him in November, saying, honor us by voting Republicans in November. According to the Washington Post, uh, uh, Trump hailed uh, African-American unemployment numbers and asked black voters to honor us. Uh, He ranted, get away from the Democrats. Think of of it. We have the best numbers in history. I think we're going to get the African-American vote. And it's true. Uh, So when Trump took office in January 2017, the black unemployment rate was 7.8% the lowest it had been in nearly 10 years, according to the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Under Trump, it dropped a full percentage point to 6.8% in December. That's the lowest rate since the Bureau began regularly breaking out unemployment rates rates by race in 1972. What do you guys think about this? Well, <laughs> again, I guess, are we going to get back into our economics talk? <laughs> People got to understand. We can I mean, right. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know economic. Well, we don't all know. Let me not say that. If you're not aware, economics, you know, they operate in a lag. So 
honestly, and, and I believe in those stats that you read, T, it was trending downward anyway, right? Yeah. From the, right, it was trending right. So it's been trending downwards for eight years. Exactly. So eight. Well, eight years. Where was who was in office? Man? Yeah. But anyway, um, so let's let's not kid ourselves. So I'm just gonna simplify it to that point. You know, he we've said this many many times in many episodes. Three Kings, check out the you know episode thirty we're on. Um, that Trump is gonna take credit for anything he can find, man. He's going to hijack and and piggyback on everyone else's success. He does nothing. This is just another situation where he just wants to be able to take the credit from from someone else, from Barack Obama. Tell the truth. Right? And, and it's the fuckery. Like, we, we just talked about it in the last segment, man. He's he's a fuck boy. He does fuck shit. You know, he, he does, and he has no shame. He will do whatever and say whatever in order to make himself look good. Honor you, motherfucker. I'm not honoring shit. Honor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm mad. I know. He ain't honoring God shit. Almighty. You know, let's fucking keep it 100. You ain't honoring shit. You know, you ain't you haven't done shit. And to tell you the truth, when we look at those unemployment numbers and whenever I hear about them, I'm always like, yeah, which segments are you talking about? Are you talking about in the, the parts of the economy or jobs that are really allowing people to have a living wage? Or are you talking about just fucking jobs that anybody can get a fucking ready, you know, day labor, whatever the fuck it is, ready labor and shit and call that, oh, they're off the rolls. And people who don't look for jobs are considered employed, if I'm not mistaken. So, cut the bullshit, man, and fuck you. Nobody's honoring <laughs> shit. Not honoring. You know, the nerve, you Can't know, asking us to honor him at the same <laughs> rally where he's talking about, um, he's, he's, where he's uh, uh, giving props to Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee. The guy who started, the guy who was the general of an army that wanted to keep black people as property. Mm-hmm. I just find it like, wow, like this guy, he's something else, man. Is man, yeah. um, so this whole thing, okay. So the the black unemployment rate fell one percentage point. Okay, what do you want a cookie? It's your fucking job. Let's say if you created these jobs, right? It is your job as the president of the United States. Why do you need? Why do you need um for us to to, to clap for you when you're just doing your job? Hmm. You know. So, I mean, that's the first thing. If it is if it is attributed to you, it's your fucking job, dude. Um, the second thing is, like, you know, it's one percentage point, man. Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm going to write it down like seven percentage points over his, uh, his, right. his term. Yep. And let's be clear. If you're going to own this shit, if you, all the time you want to just throw it up in our, in our face and say, oh, look at the stock market. Look at that employment rate. Keep that same energy mm-hmm. a year from now, two years from now, because no I guarantee you, his stupid job, his stupid uh, task cuts mm. did cause maybe an uptick in the uh, unemployment. I mean, a uh, downtick in the unemployment rate, but it came at a cost. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be looking at a trillion dollars in deficit this year. Mm. <laughs> we are overdue for uh, a recession. Yeah. So as something's going to come to a head in the next year, next year, two years at the most. So I want him to keep that same energy when we start losing jobs and we can't do anything about it because we're already saddled with a billion, with a trillion dollars of deficits every year. Like a trillion dollars worth of deficit. That's unheard of. And then where are these jobs that you promised us? Like if we cut taxes, we're going to be uh, the GDP is going to grow by uh, uh, 5% every year 
Where is that kind of growth? We haven't seen it. Nope. So he should just pump his brakes, man. But he's not. He's not. He doesn't have any humility. So he's going to, you know, talk all this shit about and, and own the quote-unquote uh, good economy that we have right now. But I bet you when this shit starts going down in like by a year and a half, two years, he's going to start blaming other people. Uh, what, what I find interesting about this is that... Um if the white unemployment was at like seven percent, you know, people would be like fucking mad as shit, honestly. <laughs> but you know, if, if black black unemployment is at like seven percent, so nigga, nigga, you ain't happy? <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong with y'all niggas? Y'all, you're welcome, niggas. <laughs> Basically, so I, I, you don't like the crumbs from my table? <laughs> you know what I mean, well, yeah. Eat I, cake. Eat cake. Yeah. Let them eat cake. They, they're hungry. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I just think it's 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 just just absolutely preposterous that the, that this guy he would he would he would say something like that. Um, at the same time, you know, praising Robert E. Lee, it's 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 just pretty just just ridiculous. And like you said, uh, yeah, Rob. Uh, I mean, this is on a downtrend from from Obama, so he really didn't do anything. And not only that, but I mean, people look at like the unemployment numbers as if you know they're like the be all end all. But I mean, look mm-hmm. at the wages. The wages are absolutely stagnant. They've been stagnant for decades. Mm-hmm. Decades. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you have, more, yeah, you might have black people who, um, who are, um, uh, you know, getting jobs, but they're low-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, people in general are getting low, low-paying jobs. Um, mm-hmm. So they, and meanwhile, you know, inflation is is going up and everything, and people just can't can't make ends meet. So yeah, if why, why don't you tout some 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 wage wage levels or something like that? If you would do something, oh no, that's right. The uh, tax cuts they only went to the top one percent. And the thing is, they're not going to be as honest as you are, intellectually no. honest, and say, no. "Look, wages haven't gone up." Like under Obama, we would have said the same thing. We would have right. said wages are not going up, yep. right? Um, but Obama is not even the type of guy to sit there and fucking brag about some shit like this anyway. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, like. If you listen to Fox News and conservatives in general, when Obama was in office and the unemployment rate started going down, they started questioning the, the entire metric. Yep. <laughs> they say, like, unemployment rate, that's not the employment, unemployment rate we should be looking at. We should be looking mm-hmm. at the, um, the labor participation rate and yep. all this. So right, right. this is meaningless. It's and meaningless, everybody. Trump was talking so, the same shit. Yep, and now. He was tweeting yep. the same shit. Yeah, exactly. Now seeing something but now when man. Trump is in office, they don't have enough intellectual honesty you know to to stay consistent right <laughs> you know so they are they're just the worst man <laughs> yeah man and and that's the thing and their base that's how they are they're not intellectually curious they're not going to ask those questions they go off of talking points that's just right. what they do right yeah. they're not paying attention to shit like this like we're critical regardless of who's in office but the problem is in their base they don't have critical thinkers they they're people who just hold on to all of the you know the headlines and the shock and awe and it's just what they do. So you're, we're never going to hear that. As long as this fuck face is up in office and talking. And wait, at this rally, where the fuck was the rally? Where was it? Ohio. There was one in Montana, too. Yeah, there you go. Fuck. I mean, it just tells you. He check, check out his tactics. He never goes to major metropolises. He never, I yet to see him in New York, haven't seen him in Boston, haven't seen him in Atlanta, haven't seen him in LA, haven't seen him in none of those places. He doesn't go to places where he. I think he learned during the uh, during the election. Remember when, that shit when he went to like Chicago, 
Yeah. And then she became almost a riot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, he's stabbing. Don't be scared. Man. Don't be scared. You got all that mouth. I'm telling you, honestly, and I know we're going off topic here, but I just always say, man, listen, whoever, and I know y'all going to be like, T, no Democrat would do this, but this is my dream. I have a dream that a Democrat nominee in the debates would say, shut the fuck up to Donald Trump. The motherfucker, <laughs> stop talking. I'm talking. Shut up. You Joe, ain't saying Joe shit. Joe Biden might. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, think about it, right? Like, the, his energy at the rallies, right? He talks all this pompous shit. Like, he always, he, like, he talking that real tough talk. And I'm like, yo, somebody needs to check him. Like, especially when he checked, when he was um, dissing Rubio and telling them, oh, you know, basically, you know, you you know, you know, ain't shit. You ain't a man or whatever the fuck. T- he was tiny, tiny hands. Little tiny, Rubio. Yeah, tiny hands. There we go. What? Man, L- Little Marco. Come yeah, on, man. Come on, yo. None Bob, of these guys have ever been punched in the face or punched anybody in the face, man. You feel <laughs> me? They have no respect. Know. You know what I mean? I know. And, yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. They have no respect. Yeah, you know, like they they want to hold, like they want to, like it's almost the Hillary Clinton effect, right? Uh, we want to hold ourselves in dignity and make sure that we can get a, have our you know message come across to our base. Man, fuck that. That's why these Republicans win because they say wild shit. And sometimes you know what? You got to say wild shit back. Listen, we all know how you beat the bully. You can't beat the bully every time just avoiding them. You yeah. gotta whoop their ass eventually. You don't you don't reason with the bully. Well Eric Holder reason. just said when they you know, you say that uh you know Michelle Obama's saying is cool and all, but you say when they go low, you kick them. Kick them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like news on Fox News. It was like, oh my God, Eric Holder is uh is um supporting violence against <laughs> Yup. <laughs> Yep, what the fuck Donald Trump said, right, at that rally. <laughs> Kick him out of here. They won't say I'll, shit. I'll, I'll pay your bail if you go to jail. Fuck you. Yep. So that's we coming now. Yep. That's how King's podcast coming. Say some wild shit. Fuck, boy. Hey, On whom we have a Damn. long work week. This guy... <laughs> this guy yeah. gets us riled up like nobody else, man. He just has a talent for... Poking the niggas, man. You know what I mean? And just getting people angry. Call him Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. So let's move on to the next uh, next topic. So uh, recently, California has become the first state to eliminate bail. Uh, so they will become the first state to eliminate bail for suspects awaiting trial under a bail sign on Tuesday by the governor, Jerry Brown. Uh, the bill r- will replace bail with a risk assessment system, although it's still unclear how the system will work. Uh, it will take effect in October of 2019. Most suspects arrested for nonviolent misdemeanors will be released within 12 hours of being booked under the new law. Uh, those facing serious violent felonies will not be eligible for pretrial release. What do you guys think about this? Um, I think it's a good move for California. Um yeah, give California a hand, man. Justice reform. California is always ahead. Like, you know, if all states were like California, man, you know, the, the way they look forward and try different things, I think the country would be, you know, in, better, in a lot, much better shape. But, you know, the reason, like, <clears throat> they did a study and they looked at uh, people who were arrested for petty um, things. Uh, let, let, let's say, um, you know, traffic stops, not paying your ticket or whatever, or, or shoplifting. And, these, you know, these are low-level crimes. Mm-hmm. And they looked at the people and their, their, their stay 
in jail. Yeah. And what they found is if you don't give them bail or people have a hard time raising the bail money, the longer that they stay in jail awaiting their trial or whatever, the more likely they are to go back into to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. So, and people are like, wow, that really makes a difference? Yeah. Like, you can see the difference between two days, four days, ten days, mm-hmm. and above, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's data, like thousands of cases that they looked at. And they say it's because... A lot of these people that are that, that are committing like these petty crimes are a lot of the times working like hourly jobs, mm. like, let's say fast food warehouses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you keep them in jail for like three days or whatever, mm-hmm. should no call no show. Right. I used to work at McDonald's. Three days, no call no show. Yeah, <laughs> you're out of there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Warehouse is the same thing. So that means now they have no income. Mm-hmm. So what are they gonna do? Let me go. Hustle. Yep. Go sell some weed or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're back in jail. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think this is a good thing, you know. Um, but I also would like for the serious crimes, I would like to take a look at or, you know, if they could monitor how the judges are releasing these people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, we don't want to give even more power to an individual judge who might just say, well, you could have got bail, but because now there's no bail, it just keeps you in jail. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's that, man. But you know what? I mean, this is like the kind of steps that we need to take, man. Just because there's a lot of problems with our current system, mm-hmm. current um, criminal justice system. So this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um. Definitely, you know, shout out and kudos to California. And, you know, to your point, Rob, yeah, California is definitely, you know, forward thinking, especially when it comes to environmental issues. I mean, they've been out there for eight years. Yeah, they're always ahead of the curve with things like this. Um, And I think they would probably be the first state to look at the cash bail, you know, a little bit more closely just for the fact that they imprison a lot of people because they have the highest population of prisons in California. So I think they had to kind of look at that a little bit closely. Um, But, uh, you know, again, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's their baby steps. And, you know, Jerry Brown, he's definitely one of those governors that's always going to look at the big picture. He's not going to sit there and just, you know, come off with just, you know, just trying to make uh, like just doing things for the party, the part towing the party lines or just trying to, you know, do little baby steps just for recognition only pr- recognition purposes only. He's going to take charge and at least step up. And I, and I will say I appreciate that. Um, but I will say that there's a lot of work to do because, of course, you know, as we studied, you know, um, the bail process, it's a profit center. Right. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Michelle Alexander's book, New Jim Crow, I would advise you to check it out because it breaks down this whole cash bail process that essentially cash bail is a profit center. The bail bondsman. Is that? Yep. Yeah. Bill Bondsman. So- yeah, it's a profit center. Um, but I just want to make this real quick point. Um, you know, so once, you know, eliminating that, it, it'll be interesting to see now how that will, con- you know, how the sentence guidelines will be handled moving forward. Because it was always just, like I said, a major profit center for a lot of um, cities in order to keep people in prison. And so, you know, like, I, like you said, and I, and I definitely congratulate them on the first step. More work needs to be done. And, you know, definitely, hopefully, we'll see positive effects in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I, th- I think it's a, it's, a, it's a positive first step. I'm a little reluctant to, s- to say that it's, that it's positive just because I don't know how 
it's gonna how this um, this risk uh, system is going to uh, is going to work. Um, so risk assessment system is going to work. So I kind of want to want to wait and see the details because the devil's always in the details. But um, I do agree that uh, I mean the cash bail system is basically a tax on the poor essentially. So if you're if you're poor and uh, then then yeah you then more more than likely you have, a, you have you don't have as good an attorney and you're going to be able you'll, you'll, you'll get a, a higher bail and you can't afford it. So then and the bonds the bonds you have you have to give cash to the bondsman and then. All this stuff. So a lot is a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, money that that goes into the system uh, due to the fact that people are poor. Um, so mm-hmm. this is a good thing. There's something that kind of equalizes the uh, the the system. Um, whether you're rich, poor, whatever. Hopefully, you know they they implement some system that's um, that's a uh, more um, more objective and less subjective to the whims of like a judge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if if it could be some 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 sort of process. Where um, you know it, it would take like a like some sort of measurement without just like taking into account. I mean, obviously, a judge judges have biases too. Mm-hmm. So take take without without taking taking that that out of the out of the equation. Then yeah, I'm 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 fully on board with this. So we'll see we'll see what they actually do um, as far as like um, the uh, the details of the system. But yeah, I, generally, I, I do think it's a I think it's a good move. And don't forget that uh, the the bail bonds. Uh, Man, there's a there's an industry there, mm-hmm. and yeah, they no also have, you know, they lobbyists, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. so they're gonna be fighting this tooth and nail. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We'll see how other states deal with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, um, recently there's been um, well, an epidemic of um, doing all kinds of uh, things while black. Whether it's uh, barbecuing in a park, um, babysitting while black, uh, going into bodegas and shopping while black, uh, lifting while black, all kinds of different things. So a lot of different things have happened where for just, for just in the last couple of weeks, um, uh, Cornerstone Cal- Corner Store Caroline, they call her, she, she, uh, she accused a nine-year-old black boy, a white woman accused a nine-year-old black boy of uh, grabbing her ass when, and then the videotape proved that he didn't he didn't do it but she called the cops uh apparently um wanting you know the kid uh, arrested that kind of thing um uh a man he uh he um got ordered a lift um and because the black man uh didn't want to uh, play his music the lift driver uh he started calling him names and insulting him and wouldn't and wouldn't leave and uh, uh he, was, he was recorded uh you know just saying all kinds of insulting things um, obviously, there's the uh, the incidents in the incidents in the in San Francisco and Oakland with the barbecuing um, and the selling water in the streets um, while, while black. Uh, so, what do you guys think about uh, what's been going on recently? You know, um, shout out to the camera phone, <laughs> and you know, yes. definitely being able to to record these things because let's be real, like one of the you know, as you mentioned, you know, serve in in the um, in the intro there. Driving while black, you know, and doing everything while black's been happening for centuries since we've been in this damn country. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's not even act like even with the horse and buggy. 
right? <laughs> Shit. We, everything while black, you know. Bugging while black. <laughs> what, right, right. Everything. You know, picking, you know, cotton while black. Mm-hmm. Fucking running, running away from plantation while black. Whatever the fuck you want to talk about. So it's been happening for centuries, all right? So it's not really a new phenomenon. Um, it just goes to show with the, you know, it's the Trump effect, right? People feel more comfortable just coming out and saying and doing what they want. Right. Like back in the day, it would, they, you know, I wouldn't say back in the day, but I would say more or less it was a little bit more of the closet effect. People weren't really out in front like this and in public like this with their, you know, just putting their racism on display. They would be is like, that? Nah, you know. or is it that we have a camera phone? I, well, or it could be both. I, you could, all right. Yeah. I want to say one or the other. So you're right. They, it could be it's not really cause and effect it could be both. But what I'm saying is, you know, people weren't re- babysitting while black. I mean, really, like. Again, shit. I mean, they got the tapes. They've been doing 911 tapes for a long time, right? People, mm-hmm. you, you would rarely hear that shit, you know? And maybe it was suppressed. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I just think people are becoming more brazen and bold with this motherfucking office. They really think this is the shit to do. And it's cool. And it's almost at a point. But again, I've always said they need to find that one black person that would turn on whoop one of their asses for doing it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> That's they going to be me. I'm trying I'm to telling be, you. Keeping it real. Think about it, though, y'all. Think about it, right, fam? Like, if they they, they pick and choose the, the ones that they can fuck with. Because you do that shit. Look, I live in Brooklyn, New York. Try that shit on Flatbush. You know um, that the, the corner store, whatchamacallit, was in Brooklyn? Yeah. I don't know what part of Brooklyn. Which part? It was definitely a black part of Brooklyn. Because most of the customers in that store were black. Yeah, I'm sure it was a gentrifying uh, it. Area in Brooklyn. They ain't East Flatbush. <laughs> but you know, Duffy wasn't. The thing like that pissed me off about this the latest one with the kid mm-hmm. is because he's a nine year old boy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? this, this, this little kid's nuts haven't even dropped yet. You know what I mean? He hasn't gone through puberty. Mm-hmm. For him to be like sexual like that, man, and to grab your flat ass, like, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rob, um. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. You know the first the, the the fact that the first thing she would think about with a nine year old boy is that he grabbed my ass instead mm-hmm. of oh you know there's a lot of people you know this area is not that big he probably brushed into me that would be the first you know logical Anybody. thing to think about the most the decent thing to think about as a human being mm-hmm. instead of trying to call the police you know, what you going you want the cops to arrest this nine year old boy for sexual assault. You're traumatizing the, the boy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then the other shit in, 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 in Houston, or was it St. Louis, where they, uh, this chick is blocking the way and not letting St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Not easily that could have been, like, if it was me, I would have pushed my way through it. I would, yo, she would have been crying, the uh-huh. shit that I would have said to her. I would have <laughs> went up to my apartment, chill in my apartment, and cops come. Mm-hmm. We know what happened last time a cop came into a black man's apartment. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she, they're putting people's lives in danger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. in a few good men, you're putting people's lives in danger. And you think it's all of, what are you getting out of it? You know, and <sighs> I'm going to get controversial. I'm going to ask you guys this question. What's up? I, 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 because a lot of these cases are white women. 90% of them mm-hmm. are white women allies of ours. And mm-hmm. me looking at it, even just basing it on these actions and then the way most white women vote, I would say like the minority of white women are our allies. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? 
Like even in these videos, you see white men that is, white women that stand up for black men. But it, even when you look at the way white men, most white women vote. I'm asking this as a group, as a as a group. I'm not talking about individuals. But you'll see like white women supporting people like Trump. Supporting people like Roy Moore, you know, there was a, a, a white um, reporter for the New York Times who was on a Bill Maher show, and she called out white women. She right. said, since the seventies, white women have only have only voted for one Democratic uh, president as a majority, right? Mm -hmm. Majority of white women have always supported Republican candidates, mm -hmm. and Republican candidates vote uh, support policies that are against women mm -hmm. <laughs> against minorities mm -hmm. so to me those are not the actions of of a, uh, an ally as a group mm -hmm. you know what I mean so mm -hmm. really it's the minority of white women that are allies not the not, not the majority of the group right you know because if you look at the way white black women vote Hispanic women Jewish women I know they're white but you know because it's a separate group <laughs> Um, <laughs> a subset Asian you, you. women All those women pay, vote like in 80% For Democratic candidates Or liberal candidates Because mm -hmm. there's no it's in their best interest mm -hmm. You know But for some reason white women Are voting like 53% 60% for Roy Moore So is it any wonder Why they don't We see these instances Happening you know what I mean because the way people vote, it tells you a lot about what they believe in. Hmm. So even subconsciously, these biases that they may have, man, manifest themselves into these actions that put other people's lives in danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. For me, to answer your question, um, honestly, I don't think that anybody, as far as like a majority, I don't think anybody outside of black is, is an ally. Honestly, mm. I, to me, I mean, I, if, if you want, if you want to talk about like minor, like minorities, okay, let's 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 let's, let's broaden it. Okay, uh, let's let's talk about um, the voting. That that's one thing. Okay, but still, you know, you have like um, what's his name, um, the uh, the guy, the the uh, uh, Peter Liang, the pop, the cop, the Asian cop in New York who shot the who shot the Akai girlie in Brooklyn. And then uh, you have uh, a lot of Asians who mobilized, like thousands of Asians who mobilized in order to uh, get Peter Liang off. Mm -hmm. I mean, because they, they essentially were saying, hey, you know what? These white, these white cops, they get away with, sh with shooting black, black people all the time. Why, we, want, we want to be able to uh, get away with shooting black people too. So, I mean, you, you have, you have that, that kind of thing that happens all the time. I mean, for me, it's not really necessarily just like a matter of, you know, who you who you're who you're voting for, but I mean just other other things as well. So for me, um, as far as like you're talking about like a, a majority a majority of uh, of any any other kind of demographic, yeah, there's we we have all we got is us, CMB. So you don't even believe in the concept of a uh, ally. I believe in the concept, but I don't think it's being applied as far as when it when it comes to black people. I don't think that I don't think that any other group really has uh, black people's interests at heart. Mm -hmm. I think black people have other people's interests at heart, and they and they vote they vote accordingly. But I don't think I don't think it's reciprocated at all, personally. As far, when, like you said, as a majority, right? As, as a majority, a, yeah, as a majority, majority of, of 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 pretty much any other group. 
majority. I mean, obviously, you, of, of course, you have like right. a lot of people, big, large swaths of people of any demographic who are going to who are on your side. People, but if you're talking yeah. about on your on your on the majority of of any demographic, no, I don't think so. You know, I only ask this question because in these instances, we only see like ninety percent of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's just white women. It, what do you think? Do you think it's just the entitlement? I think that is, is it. It's, it's what it's, it's an it's like our episode though. Wage of whiteness, right? Mm -hmm. It's like like we said in that episode, right? And go back and check it out on Three Kings podcast. Um, it just boils down to yeah, they just know the the residual effects of being white. If they can, if they support the white male, the patriarchy, the white patriarchy, mm -hmm. they will then benefit, and they're looking at the long term. Right. So it's really it really comes down to that. In my opinion, it's just that they really benefit. And well, they look for the benefit of being white and that they will continue to remain in power over gender. And 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 to right? oh, yes. sorry. Go ahead. Yes. And oh, no, yes, I'll just answer it wrong. And to uh, to 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 uh, expound on that a little bit. Um, studies have shown that uh, white women, when they're single, they tend to be more democratic. But when they get married, they tend to vote more Republican, right? So they, so they, um, so what, what, what it demonstrates to you is that um, you know a lot of a lot of white women, you know, they're they they have their their own interests at heart. So uh, they're they're when they when they get married, they're fine with you know uh, patriarchy um, with white men having having all this power because they're they're accumulating the, the power along with the white men, mm -hmm. and their sons are going to be inheriting all this power. Right. They're, they're gonna they're gonna get all these things, and they, they consider themselves to be white first and then women second. Yeah, so they have no interest in destroying the st status quo. Mm -hmm. it, it benefits them. So exactly, they right. ate in exactly. the bet. Exactly. You know? So if anybody should be mad is white man because they take a lot of the blame. <laughs> <laughs> like white women have to shed some of this blame too, you know what I mean? Like Dave Chappelle said, man, come on, white women. You you were in on the heist. You just didn't like your cut. That's <laughs> like it's like uh, Carmela Soprano, you know. She's still responsible too. I mean, she might not be the one, you know, not pulling the trigger on on uh, you know on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, the job, but you know, she's she's getting all the money. She's 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 doing all the shopping. She's she's, she's getting all the benefits. Comfortable. Home life for him mm -hmm. to be able to escape his, mm -hmm. but but his she criminal lifestyle. But, but she pretends to have plausible deniability. Exactly, man. So yeah, that that makes sense, man. And um, yeah, because I was just asking her, why is this, why is this so many? You know. So mm -hmm. I was just trying to find. I was just trying to reason why that that's the case. But I feel, it's, it's I feel pretty like obvious. That. Go ahead, <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I'm done. Oh, no, I'm just going to say, man, like, you know, just plugging our podcast. That, um, we were ahead of our time with that episode of Wage of Whiteness. And it, it really it opened my eyes to a lot of these, you know, the situations that are going on in this topic. We kind of just, um, you know, came came upon just from, you know, talking about doing things while black that, yeah, the Wage of Whiteness is real. And it and again, I felt like that was one of the best articles I've ever read in my entire life. That it really opened my eyes to yeah, this is why shit is fucked. This is how we have to you know mobilize as people, especially for you know black interest and just you know those allies within the different demographics you know who are our allies. We just need to mobilize and really know that we're up against something that's bigger than all of us. That you know sometimes you gotta you know when they say look to your left. Look mm -hmm. to your right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who's really, who's really, really riding for you? And if you know, and if they're white females, no disrespect. And it's funny. I was just watching, um, you know, something last night where, yeah, and the statistics out, fifty-three percent of them voted. 
you know, in favor of, you know, Trump. Trump. Uh-huh. So that tells you something. So we can't, and you know, numbers don't lie, right? Even Hillary Clinton was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, <laughs> let's keep it a buck, right? Let's keep it a buck. Like, yeah, so you did, so the numbers don't lie. So yeah, we have a right to check you and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened? Like, you know, they, you're voting, and even in Roy Moore, as you mentioned, even when we look at, you know, um, with, with Kavanaugh, Mother, this I'll never forget this white chick's on TV saying boys will be boys, and she has her white daughter next to her. Yep, you I saw, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That, disgusting. Shit, that was fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you telling your daughter? It's okay to be sexually assaulted because boys will be boys. I said, yo, you must be talking about white males, boo. Because let me tell you something. Black, my mother didn't raise me that way. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. I'm not running up touching nobody for no for nothing without any kind of you know consent from a female you know i'm not doing that shit so i don't know where this boys will be boys shit came from but in their world they is you know that's a good stat yeah. that you brought sir she's probably yeah. married trust me if she yes, was single exactly. she wouldn't right. say that's that same right. shit I mean, we right. saw that we saw we've seen the numbers mm-hmm. yeah the numbers are single right. white women vote just like and i'll keep bringing up vote just because that's the only data point that mm-hmm. i actually right. have right, right? Yeah, no doubt um but yeah, we, they vote the same way as all other women. But white when white women get married, they flip the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. I, I just you know I just want to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. That was good. No, that's actually good, man. Appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. So uh, recently, um, the Drake and Pusha tea beef uh, has kind of um, bubbled back up to the surface. So recently on the shop, um, Drake went on the uh, the LeBron show. And uh, he discussed uh, a little bit about the Pusha T beef and uh, how there's uh, supposed to be rules to uh, to uh, you know battle <laughs> yeah. rapping and that, that kind of. Oh, I, I see where I see where this is going. All right, okay, all right. And then uh, Pusha T he um, he uh, shot back at Drake on the Joe Budden podcast. And he had receipts on top of receipts on top of receipts on top of receipts. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys saw what happened. What do you what 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 do you guys think about uh, about both? Take go ahead. Take. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know, I was like, come on. First and foremost, man. Well, I'm gonna say I'm Team King Push. I don't give a fuck. I'm Pusha T all day. So I'm I've been rocking with name mates. Nah, I mean, huh? No doubt, name Terrence is. too. Shout him out. You know what I mean? Especially his name being Terrence. You know I'm gonna rock with him. Um, nah, you know, um, yeah, I'm rocking with Pusha T since the clips, since you know, grinding all that good shit. VA stand up, you know, VA hip hop, no doubt. Yo, man, first and foremost, Drake. Man, look, you lost the fucking battle. Let's just keep it a buck. You lost it, and you basically, you know, you had nothing left to say after Push went at you with the response and and just exposed you. No, you can't dictate the rules, Drake. I don't give a fuck. You're, it's not your job to dictate any rules. This is a battle. This is hip-hop. And this is what happens when you bring people into the culture who don't even understand hip-hop. You don't even <laughs> understand the, the, the mechanics of rap, homie. You but you said he studied uh, battles for us. <laughs> when he said that, let me tell you, I saw this shit. Did y'all, did y'all see that shit? Oh, uh, it was shot? pathetic. It, I said, what the fuck? Is this a soap opera? And then you're going to talk tough. This is what kills me too, man. I don't want to take up too much time because I want to hear y'all brother's perspective. This dude is trying to talk the toughest shit in my feelings. Fucking, you know, what, what, what was that other slow song that everybody liked for that sensitive motherfucker? Um, 
the song where he's like, oh, Marvin's know, like, Room? Thank or, you, brother. Appreciate it, sir. <laughs> Marvin's Room. You talking, oh, the next, when you say shit like that, you don't be surprised if someone punches you in the face. Motherfucker, if you're going to say it's you, why are you saying someone? You talk <laughs> tough and still being sensitive, motherfucker. Uh, well, he's, he's Canadian, so, I mean... <laughs> Oh, fuck him. Then say that. Don't don't try to talk tough. That's not your lane. It's You're not. an entertainer. You're a pop artist. Stay in your lane. But this is what happens with these motherfuckers when they get G'd up and they're gassed and thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I could talk tough, you know, because I'm a rapper. Nah, homie, because let me tell you, we all know in this world, rap is in the streets. And motherfuckers will press you eventually and say, so who are you punching in the face? What you going to do? Go run to TMZ again? What are you going to do? Put out a fucking public statement? Go fuck yourself. Put King Push. Hold it down, man. Yo, very well say, man. How do you really feel? <laughs> um, Happy beginning. <laughs> when I saw him on a Vron's show on HBO, by the way, it's called a Shop. It's mm-hmm. a great show, not great, yeah. but it's a good show. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, that's a good look for Bron. Because mm-hmm. this motherfucker was in there looking at Bron like Bron is his father figure. Yep. Like Bron is his dad. He's like. Uh, remember when I, I called you and I told you I didn't want to let you down and Brian was like looking at him like and what I say <laughs> and then he was like started stuttering like a motherfucker remember that I yeah. said what did he say that's your man you should remember what you, if those are words of wisdom right you're gonna remember yeah. you're like shut the fuck up you don't remember that was it it was over after that you know what I mean and the fact, like, you keep relitigating this fight that already happened, you know, mm-hmm. you said you're not going to respond, so shut up about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just say, you know, I, I took the L, whatever. But now you're sitting there and you're, let's get into the, the actual details of this fucking shit. Because he was sitting there talking about um, what upset him is not, not what they said about his mom, not what they said about his dad, not what they said about his bastard child. Not what they said about his baby mother. <laughs> his bastard child. Shots fired. Not what they said about his baby mother. You know what I mean? It's what they said about 40. <laughs> Pusha T, T hears that shit. Goes on Joe yep. Budden. Mm-hmm. Spills the tea. Mm. Pusha T got that shit from a bitch that, uh, from a woman. <laughs> <laughs> You see why we do hip hop every other week? Uh oh, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> we are. He got that. He got that from a from a, from a young lady that Forty was uh, <laughs> having relations with. <laughs> and um, yo, Pusha T had all the. T, just give us your opinion on on the on the shop interview, and then we'll go, circle back to like the Joe Budden interview. Uh, I I, I kind of wanna you know um, respond, but I, will, will you guys respect me uh, if I if I if I respond? I mean, do you, do you, what are you guys I okay? Say? What did I say? Can, can I, will, you, will you respond? Will you respect me if I don't respond? Will you guys respect me? We still cool, right? We still good. We all lose family. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's 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 really preposterous to me. Um, just. Drake, like you said, relitigating this whole thing and acting like he's he's a fucking tough guy, and yeah, I, it's I mean it's not enough that Drake got he got his ass ass kicked in a, in a rap beef, but also like an inter- interview response too. I mean, <laughs> Drake he's he's really just like piling up the L's, piling up the L's, piling up the L's. Um, I mean, it, he 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 lost he lost a huge bag. Uh, from Adidas, so now he's he's really he's really mad at Push T, but he's he's really just keeping this alive for some reason. Um, but 
really he has he has no reason to like to like bring this up. So I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand what what he's what he's what he's hopes to accomplish with this. I mean, he knows he knows exactly what he did. He knows and he knows that he's not he's not gonna win. So. I don't know. I don't understand what 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 Drake had to had to gain with with going on this and like relitigating it and acting like you know he's 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 so above he's above you know um stooping to Pusha T's level and, right. and, and doing and doing all this all this all this all this you know high high and mighty stuff you know acting like you know he's 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 above all this shit. Whereas mean meanwhile he's he's trying to get all kind of information push about Pusha T for like a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. He, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand this guy. This, this guy, this guy really makes no sense. If he could have, he could have easily just like gone, gone about a business and keep, keep getting these huge bags. He's on, on a fucking huge tour, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it, but for some reason, this has really just like gotten to him so badly that he feels the need to like just, just bring this back up. And one, one more, one last thing, mm-hmm. Jay Prince. Okay, people, are, people are acting like you know. <laughs> This whole, this whole J Prince, I, I never believed this shit to to, to begin with. Even, even when this shit this shit really first came out, like you talk about J Prince, like heard the heard the response record, and he was it was gonna ruin lives and all this all this nonsense. And people were like giving people were, were like were like saying that J Prince, you know, they were giving him the benefit of the doubt or whatever. I mean, because he's one of the most respected hip hop artists, hip hop hip hop people in hip hop in in history. But I mean. Come on, it's not like he's he's above like embellishing or lying for for somebody like that, especially he's got his book out or whatever. So yeah. I mean, stop the fucking nonsense. Let's let's get let's get out let's get out of here. You know what? If if Fifty Cent can out Rick Ross as a CEO, and Rick Ross is, is, is he come he comes out of it fine, then I mean I don't then there's really nothing that Drake can say about Pusha T that's 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 gonna that's gonna ruin his career and and mm-hmm. then he lives or anything. It's not. And, and the thing is like. No matter how much money that Drake makes, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how many seats he sells, he's a, he still he wants to embrace. He wants the love of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But there were people like for me, like from the get go, that were not gonna give him that love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No. You're a Canadian pop TV star, mm-hmm. and you're making all these love songs. <laughs> That's not my shit. Stay in your lane, homeboy. But exactly. at a certain point, Drake started feeling himself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, okay, I want the love of the streets. Um, so let me start taking little shots at Jay Z. Let me start mm-hmm. t- taking little shots at whatever. Like, he forgot who he is. You're a pop star, you make music for women and children. <laughs> Stay that way, you right. know? Nobody would have any beef with uh, Drake if he's just stayed in his lane. But every time that he's gotten into issues with Jay-Z or Puffy or Pusha T, it's because he's overstepped his boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, in his quest for uh, certification mm-hmm. from, yeah. from, from people that he respects or, like, he wants to be respected as a hip-hop head. And then, you know, McMill took that L, and I thought, you know, McMill just didn't have the... He didn't have the brains for war like like Pusha T does, obviously. <laughs> but he does he in, ever? He injured. He injured Drake. Yeah. When they released those yeah. tapes, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he completely put a put a big chink in his armor. Yep. Like nobody, everybody was like, "I knew it, I knew it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I fucking yeah. knew it. And that that for people like me that were haters from the from the get go, I was like, "Oh shit." This gives me uh, reason to, you know, actual proven evidence 
of why I hate this guy. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what, bro? I wouldn't even call you a hater, right? It's just the fact that my biggest beef with Drake and a lot of these artists in rap nowadays. We're gonna just expand this a little bit and just talk about a lot of these so-called artists of hip hop artists, which are very you know much misnamed and not really like Post Malone's not fucking hip hop. Stop it. All right, he ain't fucking hip hop. He sings, all right? <laughs> but all these, you know, these these def- these wrong definitions that are being applied to these rappers. I always say this, man. Within hip hop, and I'm going to yes, I'm going to take the time to, you know, just, you know, brief people on that that, you know, hip hop right now. Hip hop is basically if you can't tell me the four elements of hip hop, get the fuck out the culture. All right? And I'm not going to tell you. I know the fucking four elements, but I ain't telling y'all because I'm not giving out the answers to the test. Two, there's a difference, in, I'll say, within rap. There are two types. There are rapper and there's an MC. And that's when I knew when Drake fucked with Pusha T, I said, you fucking with an MC. You, you, you're going to have a problem, little Drakey. You're going to have a huge problem because Pusha T is an MC. And that's when you named off those people, Rob, that you mentioned, the Jay-Z's, not the Puffies. <laughs> but, you know, when you start talking, you know, MC caliber rap, you know, rappers, oh, you need to stay the fuck out. Stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. Two, like Pusha T said, man, you know, you're offering $100,000 for research, nigga. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, wait a minute. Y'all here offering 100000 but yet you talking like you the nicest ever? Like homeboys. And, trying to, and at the same time, trying to play like the role, like, oh, I'm such an innocent guy. Exactly. Why are they always picking he on went me? Low. How, how low is that? <laughs> when you're out here offering bags for information, homie, mm-hmm. how low are you? So now, and you're right. What it made me say was, you don't get the right to fucking dictate nothing. Either take the L, move on, make your money, stay in your lane. It's okay. This is why I don't understand within hip hop right now. It's okay to say, and I push said, right? If you can't fight, just don't go to the mall. Just say, that's not me. I'm not that type, right? I'm not that dude. How many times do you have to say that? In life, right? We all have homeboys that may be involved in what they're involved in. We all have to know how to say sometimes, yo, that's not me, man. That's not my shit. And if that's your homeboy, you're going to say, yo, I got you. I rocks with you. Hey, yo, you know, dope. Push that. Let me out the car. <laughs> Let me, Boys in the hood, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Boys in the hood, right? Yep. Trey. Trey got out the car. Get out the motherfucking car. Get yep. out when you need to. Because if it's not your thing, it's just not your thing. And then, right. Like, push, like I said, check out that interview with Joe Biden. Because it Man, push dope, it right? His audible is exquisite. <laughs> you know, he's got tapes from his enemies. His enemies are sending him tapes from Virginia. You know what I mean? And he on this tapes, like, he certifies it even more. They're like, if I give you this information, I'm going to need enough money to move my family because I know after that is going to be gunplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you will claim he's not a real street cat, but his people that are trying to snitch on him are telling you that either he's certified or people around him are certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. Like, you know, I'm waiting to dry snitching on this podcast, but... You know, it's it's documented <laughs> that yo push push is real. It's real. There's people in this hip hop and this rap music business that yo just don't fuck with them. Not mm-hmm. saying Prince isn't certified because I've heard those stories too. Like he's real too, but you just don't fuck with certain people, man. You stay like y'all said. This motherfucker Drake makes hand, money hand over fist. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. biggest artist right now is that mm-hmm. is that a bigger artist? No, nope. like anywhere nope. in the world. Nope. Right. nope. No, he kills it. He's he's murdering Billboard. I mean, this motherfucker. Well, how many yeah. weeks he was on Billboard with this and the album sucks. Isn't Cali doing like, like I think like seven dates back to back to back to back in yep. um and selling at the out. Staples Center? I think mm-hmm. selling out, mm-hmm. selling out. Yep. Like so, it's okay, and it's okay, Drake. Drake, just get out the car, man. It's okay. <laughs> You're in Cali right now. 
Get out. Let's say, hey, just say dope. Dope. Hey, yo, dope. Let me out. Mm-hmm. Let me out. Let me out. Get out the, don't get in this MC lane, man. This is not your shit. You can rap, but you're not an MC, and you've, and you've shown it. So lay low. It's okay, homeboy. Lay low. And you know what? Don't don't act like you know. There's there's rules to this shit, and act like uh, and like act like you know you're above this thing. When you were talking about Kid Cudi's uh, fucking mental illness, you know you know what I mean. You 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 talk you talking all this shit about you know how you would never about stooping so low for 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 this or whatever. When when you you're doing you're doing foul shit, and don't act like mm-hmm. you know hip hop ain't, ain't ain't did some like in beef saying did some foul shit like, like Jay Z leaving the fucking condom on the baby seat and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't fucking fucking act like this. I mean, not Jay Z, but Pot talking about prodigies, illness. Y'all niggas got sickle cell or some shit. Right? Fucking Pot yelling out to me, I fucked your wife. The first line, it hit him up. (laughs) One of the first lines within the second bar. Don't say there's no rules. I mean, don't say that there's rules. Just say if if you cross the line, then I'm going to fuck you up. That's the best thing that you can say. But, but you know, obviously he, you don't have it in you. But yeah, but you you you, you can't even on, say that if you were, if you if you recorded Marvin's room, you can't even say that. So I mean, <laughs> get like get the fuck out of here, dude. I mean, st- stay in your lane. That dude is. I can't wait to hear. I, I know I'm gonna sound like a hater, man, but god damn it, man, I just don't like that. Dude. I never have, man. I never trusted him. <laughs> he's a plant. He's a he's a hip hop plant. Right? He's a plant. <laughs> Something just never quite smelled right with this guy, man. He's a hip hop narc. <laughs> yeah, and he's from Canada, like nah, but nah. Shout out Cardinal Fish out, man. I fuck with Canadians. Yeah, shout out to Canada, man. Yeah, you know, shout yeah, out. Y'all can take y'all trash back, man. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Montreal. Yo, no doubt, all day, every day, man. Good luck. Toronto, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about Toronto, but <laughs> shout out to Montreal. Can you imagine having all that success, man, and a guy that you think is so above? But you know what? He doesn't even think he's above Pusha T. Because mm-hmm. I saw a video of him. He bought a microphone on the internet. Yep. Back in the day when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was a grown teenager that he thought that the clips used. Mm-hmm. And he said he practiced in the mirror. He would act like he's giving interviews on the red carpet mm-hmm. using his microphone until he used his microphone until it was done. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. was a huge Clips fan. Yeah. And in particular, yeah. huge Pusha T yep. fan. Yep. So, oh, man, it's got to be killing him mm-hmm. <laughs> that your idol, who's not as big as you in, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in the industry or in the world, is softly killing you. Idols become rivals. <laughs> yep, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like I said, man, there's the MC. And there's the rapper. And Drake's a great rapper, but he's not an MC. And I tell all you little rappers, don't fuck with an MC. There's a difference. Right? And make sure y'all learn about the four elements of hip-hop, too. I'm not going to tell y'all. Fuck that. All you so-called hip-hop heads. If you know hip-hop, you know hip-hop. Hey, there's, le- just... there's levels of this shit. There's <laughs> levels. You know what I mean? I'll just say, I'll give you a hint. There's four elements. And that's as good as it get with me. Yeah, Fuck you. And uh, if somebody is uh, a smart rapper, you might want to stay away from them, man. Because <laughs> they're going to set traps for you. MCs. And if somebody don't, don't give a fuck way more than you, mm. you might want to stay away from them, you too. You might want to stay away from him. MCs, MCs versus rappers. Pusha no Terrence difference. did not give a fuck, and he had an exquisite art of war. Pusha, yeah. Pusha, he, he holds on to information for months and months. Yeah. 
he and then just releases. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So he had responses ready. That's why he was like, in my career, like drop what you got to drop because I got the other one coming. <laughs> exactly. Coming. Keep coming. I'm ready for you. But he, but that's what happened because, and you know, like they said too about Drake. He, like you mentioned earlier, Rob, about the whole Meek Mill battle. He thought like rappers, like you know, Meek Mill, like Meek Mill. He's a great. He's He's an MC, borderline MC, but a good, great rapper. Mm-hmm. He's not into the. He doesn't study the game like that. Yeah, he's not a thinker. He's not. He's not. He's. You he's, know. he's a turn up artist. He's a turn up MC. He turns yeah. up. Like, yeah. You get it? Like, Pretty you know, much. I like his music, right? Feel me? He's mm-hmm. a turn up cat. So I get so it. People are just thinkers. They just have strategy. If you go, if you're gonna go against Jay Z, you better have some goddamn strategy. Yeah, <laughs> you go against sure. a guy like Nas, you better have a strategy because these guys are gonna set little traps for you. They're gonna play with you mm-hmm. <laughs> before they <laughs> drop the hammer. 50 Cent, you better have a great meme game. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No shit. Yeah, he'll take Boy, it there. It, there's some people you just leave them alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't come for Three Kings Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not for the fucking games. Mm-hmm. You got a mean meme game, too. As <laughs> I said, don't fuck with Three Kings for Podcast. <laughs> uh, to finish off. So, um, yeah, if you want to. If you want to uh, contact us, please uh, email us at official3kingspodcast at gmail.com. Instagram at uh, official3kingspodcast. And Facebook, also official3kingspodcast. And Twitter at 3kingspodcast. And with that, we're out, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace. G. Classic hip-hop shit. Dr. D.R.E. Rose and Jay. Let's get them. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row at the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah. And it is what it is.